We demonise the shit out of drinking alone. No one can say they're drinking alone. They'd be embarrassed to say that. When we think of someone who's drinking alone, it's usually an image of someone who's homeless or a washed up nobody who's had it with life. Drinking's always celebrated just only as a social thing, like that boomerang feature on TikTok and Instagram, that cliche of people clinking glasses over and over and over again on social media. But we rarely talk about booze as a a tool to use for creativity. My grandma loved painting alone her whole life with a sherry and the smell of oil paints. And I love that. (laughs) I loved it so much. It's like, oh, thank God. It's something that people do, but they're not allowed to talk about it. In culture, a beer ad has three people, a wine ad has two people, a coffee or tea ad has one person. So I always wondered where the ad was for me, where there's just a guy writing poetry with a six-pack by the train tracks. Where's that ad? (laughs) We often talk about the responsible use of alcohol, but... It's, it's never talked about how it can be responsibly used for creativity. We all know we get a little bit better at pool after a couple of drinks or even a little bit better at a parallel park. <laughs> I can't say that. What does booze do for creativity in writing? Hemingway said, write drunk, edit sober. George Carlin, the comedian, said, write sober, edit high. And the ancient Greeks would make a law, then they'd have to test and pass it, both drunk and sober. Boozism was always used as a tool to try and find enlightenment. And even in the Olympics, booze is a performance-enhancing drug for the shooters. So now it's banned. And Francis Bacon, one of my favourite painters, loved painting hungover because his mind was crackling with energy, he says. A lot of artists have used booze as a tool, and sometimes to build something very beautiful. These days, a lot of art has no guts. When I read a book these days, you can almost feel that the writer has self-censored the shit out of themselves and run it by the internal committee in their head that's been shaped by our times. It hasn't been shaped by their own individual growth and truth. In a way, a lot of award-winning writing these days may as well be written by AI. Writers aren't writers anymore, really. They're just part of the cult in culture. These days, art feels more safe than dead. So Hemingway's old adage, write drunk, edit sober, has become write in fear, edit in fear. So I fucking love someone like Bukowski, who is a massive drinker, who just comes along and says what everyone's thinking and no one's saying. That's the thing with booze. When I say I'm a writer, often people say, what? What do you ride? Like I'm riding on a bicycle or something. But I say, no, I'm a writer. But that's the thing with booze. I'm actually riding the words. I'm riding the words like a bicycle or a surfboard. The best stuff comes from when I'm riding words, not writing them. I once wrote a line, you can't write a poem by setting out to write a poem. You just have to let it happen. And that's what I love about booze. Things just happen. I'm not trying to force myself onto something. It just pours out, pours pours out of the bottle. When people talk about getting wasted or destroyed, in a sense, in a positive, in a weird positive light, you're literally destroying yourself because you're getting out of the way of yourself so the truth can write itself. You're not writing the truth. The truth is writing itself. 
when I write with booze, it makes me rip the doily frills off a poem and it, and it cuts to the marrow. I feel like I'm violating the blank page, cutting to the bone, stripping layers of doubt, tapping into a higher form of conviction and mainlining the truths hidden in the smallest babushka doll of myself beneath the layers of bullshit of myself. I posted a poem not long ago that began with get wasted, shit on your life, call lifeline if you see a beautiful sunset. For me, while it seemed a bit harsh and some people just didn't like it, for me, there was an incredible surrender in those lines and I felt a relief just writing them for myself. They weren't even going to be posted, but I thought, fuck it, I'll post it. And so on a surface level, those lines felt dark, but for me, it felt like I was setting fire to something and I felt like an arsonist and I was burning shit to the ground to allow for new life. If people saw that on a surface level, they all they saw was the fire, but not the growth that comes after the fire. And I love, I love that letting go. I love the release of that white-fisted grip on what we call reality. But the negative side, I guess, with booze is I can become a delusionally good audience. So for me, writing sober can be pretty boring. Often I'll write something that I still like the next day. But if I write something while pissed, it's usually going to be pretty shit the next day. But while I'm writing it, it's fucking fun. It's the funnest thing ever <laughs> because I'm a great audience to whatever bullshit I'm writing. At one point, I couldn't write without beers because it was too much fun. And it's only in the last year I've started writing sober. So nearly 95% of stuff I write is now sober. And most of what I write sober is usually in the mornings. And I realise that it's, it's much harder to write something good sober because I'm a shit audience while I'm sober. I'm very critical um, and I don't let a lot of stuff out that I normally would when I'm drunk. A lot of it I'll just repress or go, no, that's a shit idea. But often the shit ideas can lead to a really good idea. So that's, that's the interesting... It's a compromise, I guess. I had a thought for art galleries once that they should implement booze breathalysers next to artworks and the more blood alcohol content you have, the higher the price of the painting. What happens when I drink that I've noticed over a long time is that I almost split into two people and I'm almost having a conversation with a second version of myself. It's almost like a benign form of dissociation. While I've only ever experienced dissociation with intense grief like when my mum died I felt like there was a benign second version of myself who was a guardian angel who was watching over me during that time I kind of feel like when I'm a bit loose and buzzed I can talk directly to this other me this mischief maker scallywag guardian angel whatever it's called and I get to ask it questions and without hesitation there's the other me answering back with things I never expect I, I love that it's fucking weird it's a beautiful thing but then there's the hangover so while booze is an aid to getting out of the way of myself to let the truth right itself getting out of the way of myself also means i've got to pick up the pieces of that version of myself that i shoved out of the way in the first place by drinking i've got to reconstruct myself with a hangover a hangover can emotionally strip me away from everything I know, everything I'm worth, everything I thought or who I was, and I've got to start from scratch. and I've got to rebuild myself. But part of me finds that fascinating because when I'm left with nothing, I've got to get in the way of myself again. So I get to choose which parts of myself that I decide to put in the way of myself again on a hangover rebuild. I find that part fascinating. So booze can help me string together thoughts that normally wouldn't happen. 
I can have one part of the brain talk to another part of the brain and those parts of the brain never, ever talk. But what I've found, I can vaguely replicate this feeling or this ability to talk to parts of my brain just through simple, sober practice of writing every day, like turning up to a gym every single day. And and it actually hurts. Like my, I can feel my brain hurting while I'm writing sober. And it's that constant practice of sober writing where I can start to make bits of my brain that normally wouldn't talk to each other that only do while I'm drinking actually start to talk to each other.